everyone. It is the next episode of This Is Whole Life because I didn't write down which episode it was and I didn't feel like firing up my laptop to take a look and see what episode it was. Just printed out the notes that I had for today and that's it. 381 I think it's, it might be 379 or 380. Hmm. Either yeah. way, it's the next one in your feed. You'll find it. I'm, I'm, con- <laughs> I'm confident. Confident of that. And the reason why I probably forgot was it has been at least five, six weeks since all we had four, them all, all of us. Since yeah. all four of us have been yeah. here. Right. Right. Melanie's been gone, and Jeff was gone for a little bit, and Ken was, was gone. gone last and week, yeah. You know, the only the only stable person around here is just you know yours truly. I and don't know what uh, to, we to sure appreciate you, Randy. Yeah, thanks, Randy. You don't have to fish for the compliment. Yeah. You are you are the hardest working one. Yeah. There you are. No, I was gone for I, a yeah, weekend. I would shy but... away from the stability one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, this so is a trained counselor. I don't know how that makes you feel, but uh... well, he's probably not wrong either. So you know, there's that to be considered. So um, this week has been. It was a, a week that you're not sure what to expect because we put a bunch of teenagers in charge of putting together our, our whole church service, the worship experience, the mm-hmm. message. Yeah. Uh, well, except for Tomas. He's, you know, he's not a kid. He's a teenager. Is he? really. I mean, at the end of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he probably, he probably, no, 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 Okay. He's got to be, Tomas said he was 14 when he went to Camp Hale in Colorado. I don't, I don't think it was Camp Hale. That's the only. Was, did, he said he went to Colorado, but I think it was Red Rocks. Was it Red Rocks? Was there a camp for Red Rocks? There was a Red Rocks. I am. I am hmm. really curious because I, didn't I was not. Him. I was not old enough to go to Camp Hale. I was like literally. You must have like just nine it then. months. That was uh, like six months. Is that right? Eighty-eight or yeah, eighty. I think it was eighty-six. Yeah. No, it had to be eighty-six because I was. 86. I was fourteen. And I was right in the middle of my Pathfinder experience, pretty yeah. much. And that was so. And I so just turned fifty-two. The, so that must have been. Maybe it was Camp Hill that he went. It could to have been because I think him and I. The next one was age. the one in Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Yes. After yeah. that was Pennsylvania because it was all the way east. Right. I'm sorry for those of you who have no idea because you are not uh, haven't been a part of Pathfinders in the Seventh Day Adventist Church system. Just. Give us this nostalgic moment for yeah, ourselves. It's a, it's a boys boys and girls club, uh, all wrapped into one sort of. Well, I think, Boy it, Scouts, I think it was the first co-ed, international. Yeah, co-ed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the first international I think it was the campery. first international campery ever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. In, from Wisconsin, we took a school bus. Yeah. Full of with our people and took out seats yeah. to put in gear, yeah. and we were packed to the max. And we got to go do cool stuff like he did. I mean, the whitewater rafting. I mean, that could have been yeah. done in either place. We went to Leadville, which was a little yeah. old kind of ghost town, mining town, and lots of really good memories. Ice cold showers. Uh, yeah. They just diverted the river into smaller and smaller tubes <laughs> until they came out into a white uh, PVC spigot inside of uh, a blue tarp that you got to stand in for at least amount of time as possible just to mm. get wet and just, get the, yeah. try to get the soap out. So, but that was good memories. I totally I totally found myself going back to you know 1986 I think it was yeah. like you did say. you go to any international camperies Melanie I yeah. did not I only went to the local camperies all right yeah. local like the state level yeah and yeah. Jeff I was at Camp Hale were you uh, yeah who did you go with we were, you were with, with the uh, we were with actually with the um, Broadview Academy Broadview yeah okay Broadview Academy group yeah. they had a they, they had, had a bus path? they had a bus from really? their academy so we went up we were actually supposed to take the train. I don't know if you remember, there we was were, a train. There was talk about our, a bunch the, of groups. Yeah, to, from to, Wisconsin and yeah. Illinois that had got a train and that fell through at the very That would last. have been awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the bus stunk. 
<laughs> the bus was horrible. No AC. And then our director would not, he was the biggest nervous Nelly in the history of the world. And you could not open your windows on the whole trip. There's no AC and you've got a, wow. a, a, an ex, like the Bluebird extended bus. He just knew bus. who was in his bus with him. He didn't want you hanging out the window. <laughs> yeah, well, I got, what was going on. I got in trouble for putting my pillowcase out the window to dry it because my- Well, you're co- the reason that they closed the window. Well, my, no, we, we weren't allowed to open it, but I had It's to, called the Randy rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. My Coca-Cola, as I opened it and went over a bump, fizzed all over, <laughs> and I had to cover it with my pillow to keep from being found uh, out. And then we snapped it ever so quietly into the window. I think everybody that's ever been a Pathfinder has a Pathfinder story. Oh, they yeah. Just, you know, it's just, I that's do. the way it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and if you're wondering, no. the last two weeks we've had this in the show notes, but the OrlandoCityPathfinders.com, the URL is in the show notes. And if you or someone you know that's of that age group that would like to that's find right. out more and be a part of and yeah. or have a story Or if you were a part of Pathfinders and you have your Pathfinder story, share Ooh, it with us. We yeah. ought to hear some. Yeah. Here's some of these stories. I like, would yeah, love to know who's got the honors. Like, you know, get your sash out. I have my, my mom has oh. my sash, so I'm not sure. Get I your honors out. I was tempted to wear my sash. Were you? I was. I was going to, you know, because I did announcements this last week and I was thinking, I should have, I should have got my sash out. I know. My mom was going to bring it last time they came to Florida. So I have to tell her this year to For bring it. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about here is there, <laughs> you, you, one of the things you do in Pathfinders is you get honors. They're little patches of, little uh, curriculums that you take part in and, and learn. There's rocketry. I mean, there's there's hundreds. must maybe hundreds, thousands. Maybe, yeah. yeah, there's... Maybe thousands of honors. Yeah. Well, everything from first aid to frogs, dogs. Yeah. Um, oh, swimming. Pizza, pizza making. Pizza making. Yeah. Cake decorating. That was my favorite. Cake <laughs> decorating. Oh, I love cake decorating. Not because I was any good at it, glass, but I love eating glass frosting. Stained painting was, the, was my favorite. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah they had, uh, we, had, we had fun with that one. Did yes. you do leather? Leather craft was always oh, yeah. a hot one. In I there. think I made a belt. Yeah? And yep. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, it didn't fit. It, uh, I think we started, we all started, so I must have got fat during that time. I couldn't <laughs> get it back. I couldn't. As we digress. <laughs> right. Couldn't okay. get a, couldn't I get feel it like in. we're right on topic. Yeah, <laughs> no. Pathfinders is uh, something that uh, we have here. We have Adventures, which is the group that leads into Pathfinders. And, you know, if you're also looking for just a good something to donate to, speaking of international campaigns. Yeah, we're going mm-hmm. this year. They're Next going year. in. Yeah. Um, you should put that in the show notes, how they can donate yeah. to the. So that we're sending 150 people to Gillette, Wyoming. Wyoming. I don't think Gillette has any idea idea. what's headed their way. (laughs) The EAA, they should call the EAA if uh, if they're not. Yeah, well, yeah. Oshkosh knows all about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. So we're sending 150 to Gillette. And uh, so they they have, uh, you think about what it would take to... get 150 people from here to Gillette and back. And it's about a quarter million dollars. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, it sounds nicer when they, when like Tomas said, it's only 250000 And I'm like, quarter million? Does that <laughs> yeah. sound better or worse? You know, it's a lot of money. It yeah. is. That's a ton yeah. of money. And, and so, But I'll tell you what, though, when you think about it, it is a life-changing experience for kids. I, I can tell you, like, everybody has their story. But for me, going on that friendship campery that I talked uh, was saying mm-hmm. up in Pennsylvania, that was, that was, that's something still anchored in my memories that, that 
for for good and uh, and for some other things. Sure, but like repelling down a cliff at Camp Hale yeah. Yeah. is still one of the things I'll never forget. I can still picture looking Was down. Was Desmond Doss there teaching you how to do it? <laughs> no, not that I know of, but I don't know if I knew who Desmond Doss was in 1986. So. What? I do. You were in Pathfinders and you didn't know who Desmond Doss was? No, in, probably oh, not. Wow. Was there a Desmond Doss honor? If not, there should be. <laughs> there should dodging be, bullets, yeah. like dodging bullets. Carrying your people through an yeah. active minefield. I think that would be I mean, more. Would that be? Maybe that's the, the honorary knot tying. That's yeah. what yeah. I should maybe call that's the knot tying honor is yeah. the Desmond Doss. If you don't know who Desmond Doss is, he received, uh, he was awarded the Congressional Medal of, of Honor, honor mm-hmm. during World War II for, he was a medic. He didn't carry a weapon. So he was, I think. He was a CO. I he think a, he was really the first um, conscientious objector who didn't carry a weapon hmm. to re- receive the congressional. Right. I think that there was. Right. I think there was another congressional, yeah. or no, another conscientious objector. But I think anyway. There, but anyway, there's I, actually a movie about him. Yeah, yeah, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. I think that. Yeah. I think that just uh, was put on Netflix. Netflix. Actually, yeah. oh, really? I'm gonna have to take a peek. Yeah. I've yeah. always wanted to see it. And Which, never by the seen way, just point. just full disclosure, that is an R-rated movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A good point. <laughs> Be careful when you hit play. Yeah. Well, it does depict some realistic, more realistic. Yeah, it's like of, Saving of Private war. Ryan, from what yeah. I've heard, which is maybe yeah. the most was, realistic. But and that that's almost entirely where the rating comes from is the yeah. is the gore because I actually the Seventh Avenue Church was actually involved in the making of of that right. movie yeah. because they owned the rights to Desmond Doss's the story. story. That I shouldn't say this Seventh. It was the Georgia Cumberland Conference of Seventh Day Adventists. And so I was fortunate enough to actually go to one of the pre-screenings oh, really? where they actually pre-screened oh, cool. the movie for a select group of people. And it was kind of funny because they asked us to evaluate it coming out. And they had a little bit of language in it. And so a couple was like, well, do you have to? And they're so they're like, no, you know, we don't have to. And so they took out um, a lot of the language that they had had in there. And, and being that that's a Mel Gibson production, that's even— That's no small thing. That's, uh, yeah. that's a little surprising, actually. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. Well, you'll find all of those things in the show notes today, just like you have the last two weeks, and they would appreciate every ounce they can raise and how. And I just know, speaking for my three that want to go, my wife and Emily and Ellie, seven fifty times three is (laughs) not uh, is not a small ask. And so I know that uh, we're already starting to think of ways that we can. raise a little money to get the three of them out there and then maybe have dad fly out at the very end and maybe do a little vacation on the way back catching well, a I feel like you things. could make that a work expense though if you could take I? video and oh. um, do some, some yeah. of that I'll have, to talk, we'll should, have to talk to John, Mr. Monday about that you should that. definitely do that <laughs> maybe that might, we should all go that'll be like what yeah. I mean, so actually, now that I mean, we'll set up a podcast <laughs> how many, how now many, that, now that what I number will that podcast be <laughs> ooh <laughs> So I guess what I was thinking in terms of you could just write it off your taxes, but That's whatever, you know. Right. But 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 <laughs> oh, wow. Ken's backpedaling now. <laughs> That's I know a, that John may be listening to this. Uh, it's yeah. a big reversal of fortunes right there. I'm telling you what. Well, come on, wow. it's writing off your taxes. It's, I mean, it's a good deal. Oh man. So if you missed the message this week, which is what we're here for, in case you're new, we this is the podcast where we dive deeper into the message that is given each week here at Whole Life Church in Orlando. And this week it was our said Pathfinder director. Uh, Tomas Diaz, who has been on the podcast before. And after I saw him during the morning, before first, after first, after second, 
And I was just like, I'm glad I didn't ask him to be on the podcast this week because he looked tired. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the <laughs> it's afternoon, been a long week. we had another event upstairs with the Pathfinders. And it was just like, you know, I think I'm just going to let Tomas have a couple of days off and, have and a not, make him, not make him think about it. But I also don't want to skip over the message because I thought his message was, was great. Was yeah, he really, did a great job. Really, yeah. really important. One that you would say may not be a any big, super huge revelations, but I think it's one of those also that we need to hear from time to time. It is. It's such a it's reminder. A reminder. Yeah. yeah, it's such an important one. And, and I think maybe it is a revelation to some people that- Well, it might be. That That's true. With some of the mediocrity that you see out of <laughs> Christianity, that maybe it is a revelation that, that, <laughs> that God really does desire excellence uh, yeah. and not just good enough. And what's really cool is he backs it up. He has yeah. led a very, very well- organized and the kids it's not just well organized it's fun yeah they love mm-hmm. it so he puts an a, a lot of uh, his own excellence into and if you've well, ever attended a, a meeting yeah <laughs> tomas is like a pinball bouncing off of every every person every place everything that's going yeah. on and everyone wants a piece of tomas because he's 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 got everything under control. He knows what's going on. He's kind. He's he's just a really really awesome person to be around. And it shows. I mean, you look at. I mean, I think we've gone. I've, the first year we had, what, one fifteen? I think. No. Yeah, maybe one fifteen. Now we're up to one fifty three. Something I think is the so. Number I mean, on Saturday. So it's growing. Whenever they go to um, big get-togethers of Pathfinders, they're they're always in the top. Two or three, when it comes to the different competitions that they have at these camperies and things like that. So, um, yeah, Tomas definitely backs up what he's talking about. He definitely, yeah. And it's not just there. I think that um, you know Tomas is an entrepreneur and he's excellent at what he does. Um, started mm-hmm. some very successful companies and um, that that perform with excellence. And and I think what a great role model for the kids. And clearly, this is something that he is passionate about and lives out. And, you know, as, as a speaker, one of the things you hope to do is do more than just preach about it, but to live it. And I, I really feel like Tomas does live it out. And and it was just, it was a, it was a very good sermon, a great reminder, and, and maybe just a good, maybe there's some people that are like, oh, well, I hadn't really thought about, about God that, really yeah. caring about that that much. Well, I think it's, it brings out a, a longstanding tradition here at, well, when it was Florida Hospital Church. And I remember one of the messages, we hadn't been here that long, that Andy had preached on the subject. And I forget I forget what he used as the, as the metaphor for it, but it was something that the church had done, whether that was, it might have been the new AV room. You know, and, and people, you know, you make the move from old analog equipment and now you're going digital and you're going to high def. And it's like people had questions about, you know, do we need this? Is this something that we have to do? I mean, couldn't we do a little bit less or could we do it on a lesser scale? And I, mean, I just remember Andy saying, you know, when we're we take God's work that we do here very, very seriously. And what's too good for God? Like, what could we do if we're not going to do it with excellence? Why should, why, basically, why bother if we're just not going to come at it with the attitude of just giving it our all, doing the best that we can with the resources that we have or that we can raise, and just being intentional about being excellent? And if we miss the mark a little bit because of whatever we couldn't do for whatever reason, 
at least we know we did the best that we could and we shot for as high as we could. And mm-hmm. that was a, it was a really good message that stuck with me. And it made me think back of other churches or other ministries that I'd been a part of where <laughs> you're like, man, I wish that we would have uh, shot for even good or better. Or it's like, well, here's good, better, best. And all we can afford is good. And that's, you know, okay, well, maybe that's what you have to do. But it wasn't like, what if, did we even discuss what the better or best <laughs> might be? And then what the excellent could be? And I, I, it was a message that stuck with me from Andy's time and always has. And now that I'm here on staff, it's something that I still think about as we as we go through budget processes and how can we improve our communications, how can we improve digital ministries. And that's just something that's always stuck with me. So I really appreciated Tomas's vantage point on that because I think it, it really played into what we've done here or what we've been about I for agree. a long, long time. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So. The one question that I really came out of that Tomas really, he didn't answer, or if he did, I missed it. So maybe you guys can be the judge and jury here. How do we separate the excellence that Tomas is is talking about? And for a lot of us who tend to be in certain areas, type A in in parts of our personality, and that probably no one, including ourselves, is ever going to live up to that. So when we set the excellence bar, how do we keep from setting it from a personal point of, well, yeah, that would be great, but I know that's never, ever going to happen and I'll never live up to it, to trying to find the excellence that God has blessed us with and the the talents that he's given us and to make sure we keep those in check. Because that seems to be, at least for me, that's one that I struggle with a ton and I'm never, I've never gotten good at it, so I'm not sure what that answer is. But Melanie seems you know, well, yeah. like looking like she's got something for me. Bring I, it on. I've got something to say, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I was just going to say that, you know, because I'm the same way, perfectionist. I want, I want everything, yeah. everything to be good. But I noticed that if I'm spending too much energy on making one thing perfect, that maybe other things are suffering. So I, I wonder if it's about that balance. If you look around and say, well, well, this one thing is really super excellent, but these other things are suffering that I'm not really being excellent in a balanced way. So maybe it's maybe it's about sort of looking across, you know, the, the things that you're engaged in and, and kind of measuring, okay, am I being am I being excellent in general or am I being selectively excellent? Is selectively excellent better than broadly mediocre? <laughs> I do not know the answer to that. Because <laughs> that, that's my immediate thought process is there's like, okay, like maybe the most important one needs to be the excellent one. And then the other ones will trail off as necessary. I suppose you could but prioritize. I think, but I maybe. Think, and I think Tomas may have said this. There's a difference between excellence and perfection. Hmm. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between excellence and perfection. And well, I, and excellence is a mindset. He, I mean, he, he is, emphasized yeah. the fact that excellence like is that a part. mindset versus versus your results. I mean, obviously, you want your results to be excellent as well. But I think I think what he emphasized was the mindset of excellence is the most important part. Well, and it's not an accident. I mean, it's yeah. it's something that you you know used this the illustration of Steph Curry um, at how that just. Just be. He wasn't. Just, he was talented. Don't, don't get me sure, wrong. He yeah. was a very talented kid, but he was he was very, very, very rehearsed. I mean, he went and did a lot of work to get to that point. Sure. So I, I think that's the other side of this too. Is that perfection is is maybe um, you know what's the what's the phrase? Uh, if you strive for perfection, you'll get excellence. Mm. Right, Vince Lombardi. 
Yeah. By the way. Yeah. And um, go Petco. And I think. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and thank you, Randy. Um, but I do feel like there is a separation. Sometimes we we get crosshairs on the perfection piece. And we think that's our goal. When some, I do, you know, here, I'm not trying to take away from what, what Lombardi said, but I do think our accountabilities, and sometimes we can get so, you know, like in the weeds with so many different things that we have to, you know, all the plates need to be spinning just like I want them to. And I think you can get really anxious quick when you start to realize all the things that you feel like you're accountable for. And maybe that's when you look back and you say, okay, hold on. You know, I, I, I want, you know, I want my achievements to be measured by success. And, and yet I, I need to step back. And this is where you might need to say, okay, I'm going to let some of those plates drop. Let them drop. Yeah. I'm, not going to be accountable to all of them. I think it's about knowing what your values and priorities are too. Mm -hmm. To to Melanie's earlier point, I think that you cannot do everything perfectly. And and so you have to know where you're, what's most important that you get most right. Yeah. And so, you know, when I think about it, like my kids and my wife, it's more important to me that I stay married and that I have kids that know that I care about them than that I am the best beloved pastor on earth. And so that I want to be a great pastor. It's Mm -hmm. very important to me to be excellent at my work. But if I have to pick between the between putting investing into my marriage and investing into extra into the work, I need to pick my my marriage. I need to pick my kids. I happen to believe, especially in pastoral ministry, that those are those are things that really pay off. You, you're not going to be good as a pastor if you're if your marriage is in deep trouble and 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 for me the the other side is so you know I go out. And I have a bunch of people that are really grateful for me visiting them in the hospital and preaching sermons that they, you know, grow in Christ through. And that's great. But if my kids are like, I don't know this guy, and that what he's preaching about does sure doesn't line up with what's happening at home, I don't know how successful and excellent I am in that context. And you can go ahead and it's not just pastoral ministry. It's whether you are, you know, an executive at a company or you are working as a janitor somewhere, or you are whatever it is that you're doing, you got to decide where the priorities are in your life. And I will go ahead and just, you know, since Tomas isn't here, I can just talk about him. Right. So (laughs) I, I thought it was telling to me that I asked Tomas to do another thing here at the church and to take on another responsibility here in the church and asked him if you'd think about it. He came out and said, you know, thank you for thinking of me. I really appreciate it, but I really want to make sure I focus my energies into Pathfinders. This is where I'm really, I'm, I'm committed. And I really actually appreciated that and admire that. He understood where his priorities are, what he was wanting to accomplish and where he felt like God was wanting him to do. He recognized you can only be so excellent in so many things. There's mm-hmm. only so much you can take on and do it with excellence. And so, again, it comes back to, I think, knowing those values that you have, knowing what your priorities are, and investing 
in those things and doing only in doing what you can do with excellence and and doing it that way. So I I thought, you know, so anyway. No, I liked his, and the thing that I really liked about the Steph Curry analogy and using him as the example was if you can pick, pick three other, pick three players other than him in, or a handful from the NBA who were exceptional, maybe as he was Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, maybe Larry Bird, who were just like of, of at the top of their positions and of their and of their generation, but when you think Steph Curry and you you think of he's consistently open with his faith, where I wouldn't say any of the other three were, and I thought that was the 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 real takeaway more so than Steph himself was that his focus and where he gets his excellence for and where he's finding his excellence in is in Jesus. And I think that's the difference where you can be in the conversation among the greatest but not have that same something else is driving you for whatever reason. But you know what I appreciate about Steph, too, is that he is open with his faith, but he's not in your face about his faith. It's not. There's some times where you see athletes or um, people— in the public eye, who it feels like it's, it doesn't feel particularly authentic, and it feels like like just, it's a show, and (laughs) it's in your face, and with Steph, at least for me, it's always felt very genuine, and, but that, maybe that's just, that's, that's my take, and just, and I I appreciate that about him. Absolutely. And I think that helps with that priority piece that you were talking about. It does sort of, bring everything into perspective as to what are my priorities as a Christian even. Yeah. Well, and the other example that he gave was Sue Ellie from the, uh, the Pathfinder team who is, you know, part of the, the food team, the feeding team, the small thing when you're feeding over a hundred people, right? You know, and when we were at red zone two years ago was my first experience. And the first problem was the first Pathfinder camp out, Probably since I think Camp Hale might have been my last to rock because I was about to age out of Pathfinders after that. And, you know, we used to get powdered eggs, powdered milk, and just all kinds of horrible, <laughs> just yeah. horrible things My favorite to eat. was, uh, what was it? It was Aunt Jemima pancake mix. Tater tot casserole, <laughs> which involved... I, I know I do unfreezing like unfreezing tater tots, dumping mushroom soup over top of them, sprinkling some paprika on top yeah. of that, and that was a meal. Oh, you know what? I, you know anyway. what's in my refrigerator right now? Has, uh, tater, tater tot, tot casserole. casserole. <laughs> yeah, and, and now it has a little ground turkey. It has some green beans. Well, it see, has but that's some, that's yeah. a little extra. It's, yeah, and there's a little cheese. I'm telling you, like literally, <laughs> what I what I just named was <laughs> that was, was what, what it was. was. I'm not even sure they stirred the <laughs> mushroom soup before they dumped it on. Top. <laughs> no, it just, it was just it was the food was so bad, and when you'd get back. My mom was always like, you guys act like you haven't eaten in three days. And it's like, shut up. Give us something to eat. Real food. <laughs> in case one of my ex-Pathfinder uh, people was listening, I should I should be honest. That story is actually a summer camp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wasn't a Pathfinder. I was say, you, guys, a, you guys had a good... I, aren't they the same we, camper? Aren't they the same cook? <laughs> no. Uh, in this Sometimes. case, no. We had, we had a really good cook at our for the Pathfinder Club. That was our Pathfinder of director said, you know, hey, we're all camping out. You're all going to get your honor and wild edible plants. There's your meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Yeah, I think mine was a little closer to yours. They gave us some raw potatoes and a matchstick. Exactly. <laughs> I... 
I remember eating a potato that was burnt on one side and I did not get the honor in potato baking and fire coals. Yeah, I always loved it when it was the big, oh, we're having baked potatoes in the fire and you'd wrap it up in like one type of, like if you don't double wrap tinfoil and you're going to put the potatoes in there, they're going to be burnt and no one's going to eat them. You're going to throw them out. But, you know, tinfoil is expensive apparently and I'm like, okay, whatever. But yeah, if you've eaten at Sue Ellie's table after she's been preparing the food and her and her team, um, it's amazing. They fed us in the heat. They kept us hydrated. And the food was gone every single time. because, <laughs> And it wasn't because it, it was like, oh, we made just enough. No, we made enough for everyone to have seconds and thirds. And guess what? They wanted seconds yeah. and thirds. They weren't mm-hmm. throwing out half a plate mm-hmm. of food. Yeah. She's good. They That's were just awesome. so, so good. So a uh, quick shout out to her. Um, she's always such a sweet person and, and yep. makes, the, makes the whole experience better. Not just the meals, but the whole experience. And then he gave us four tips, which, again, you know, maybe this is something to think about. You know, just a really quick shout-out to Sueli. Yeah. She came up more than four years ago when she first joined our church. Actually, it was more than four. It was before COVID. And she said, do we have a Pathfinder Club? Really? And I said, no, no, we don't. Not not right now. She goes, well, when you do, you let me know because I want to cook for them. Oh, so she awesome. had a vision for yeah. this from the very beginning. Yeah, before they started. Your gifts for God yeah, that he yeah. gave you for excellence. That's amazing. Yeah. But I, I thought the way that uh, Tomas, again, super simple, be positive, create a mantra, believe who you are, and rely on God. And I, number three was the good one for me because believe who you are now. Not who you've been, not who you're going to be, but where God has you right now. Believe in this, in this space, in this time that God has you on whatever journey and really just trust that journey and and find comfort and peace in that. And it makes it a lot easier when you have that, when you start off, of course, with the positive attitude (laughs) to, to find those good things that God has for us in that. And he said, God created us with everything we need to have excellence in all we do. And I think that's easy to forget too, that we talk so much about that this was not the original plan for humankind and you know you're you're born into a world of sin and it kind of kind of becomes a bit of a downer at times you're like well I don't know I think I'm doing pretty good for a rotten sinner <laughs> and you know instead of maybe looking at it and saying that well you know God does have a plan oh that salvation thing yeah that was pretty cool and just finding a different way to look at it because I feel like what you concentrate on is what you're going to get back. So I was feeling a little bit like that. Saturday morning was a just a dumpster fire on my end here for things that I'm responsible for. And so that one just really hit home for me. <laughs> we didn't have a, a Facebook feed on Saturday for more than half of a service. And it was due to nothing that we did here. It was in our streaming and people couldn't get TVs to work or devices yeah, there was to work. communication that was out, too. <laughs> right, the comms went... Everything yeah. Saturday... Somebody came to you and asked you to live stream something after a service, you know, just stuff like that. <laughs> and, and, and so I was like, oh, I have time before I get to church, and then you know, my daughter had, she was in Pathfinder. She's going to be marching, but she's also directing the live stream. And so she was in a... In a uh, uh, to get out the door was uh, was enough stress for the day. And by the time we got done eating lunch with the Pathfinders on third floor at 2.30 or 3, I'm just like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I don't, I don't I want to go home. <laughs> That's it. I just want to go home. I was like, me and Sparkle, we left the we left the other two here. We're like, we're going home. We're, we're going to, and she, we both actually laid down and took us a quick nap. So that was how my Saturday went. So really the, uh, 
<laughs> be positive and believe who you are in the moment, <laughs> and then rely Turn on God. Heart. Yeah, no, it was a, it was the, and it was the only piece of the message I heard on the on the TV on the TV. There you go. That's what you that's, needed to hear. Huh? He sits that up on the wall in my office here, and that was the only part I heard, and it would, uh, it really hit home. So, and then I think at the end, I, I really liked the way he he wrapped everything up. Are you following God with excellence in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, and maybe? It's something to consider. And he said, maybe ask God how he wants you to follow him better. And maybe again, maybe that's not a prayer that we often think about to say, right. how can I follow you better? A prayer or instead of you know things we need, things we ask for, praying for other people, all good things. But maybe that's a good question is how can I follow you better or know you better to want to follow you better? So I just thought that the, the message was full of just those pieces in it. And Tomas just did a great job. And then you can't yep. help but get – he's a little infectious when you see him. He's always yeah. smiling. Yeah. You know, it always seems like he's in control. And, and uh, so if that's a facade, you're doing a great job, Tomas. And even <laughs> if it's not, you're still doing a great job. But <laughs> it's either way. Because, you know, to be – to have the patience to lead a Pathfinder club with 150 yeah. – kids in it, let alone all the staffing and, and all the right. different things that go with it every week, you know, nothing ever goes completely as you planned, but uh, week in and week out, the Pathfinders have a solid program on there um, for every meeting and it, they just have a solid program. And, and the one thing I would too, I wanted to shout out to for Tomas was the Pathfinders have helped our church in the inclusion area mm-hmm. in how in starting to bring yeah. kids together that are unlike each other, that are from different backgrounds, they're from different religious backgrounds, just different in any way you can think yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And his challenge consistently since the beginning to the kids has and staff has been we want to be the most inclusive club there is in all of Pathfinders. We don't want anyone sitting by themselves. We don't want anyone, you know, being made to feel like they're not good enough or they're not accepted. We want to accept and love everyone. And that's been a huge thing um, for me uh, as a father of two that are there, that that is something that isn't just being you know, expected. It's being talked about, and I think that's that's so important. Yeah. And so, great job, Tomas, yeah, and the whole Pathfinder team for that. Yeah. So, all right, this week coming up, I'm perplexed. I'm excited. <laughs> perplexed. And, now I'm perplexed. That's a, and, that one for me. And I am admittedly not knowledgeable about the seven churches of Revelation. And so I'm so excited about this series. I have really just been enjoying the research that I've been doing on it. And um, so I do have a request, though. Oh, what do we have? Special request for our podcast listeners. Okay. Whether you're going to be at Whole Life in person or wherever you're at. Mm. But if you do come to Whole Life, all right. Wear Nikes. Wear Nikes. Okay. If you have them, wear them. If you have them, wear them. And if not, if it, you're wearing oh. them with a suit, that's fine with me. I do. If you're need a wearing new pair of them shoes. with uh, jeans, that's fine with me. But if you have a pair of Nike shoes and you're listening to this, when you come to church this Saturday for the first sermon, wear a pair of Nikes. Mm. So you know, I, I'm in it's need- not, in it, and I'm not. I'm not saying that other brands of shoes aren't aren't fine. I was just gonna say asterisk. We are not endorsed by Nike. No, we're not. <laughs> but Nike, if you're but, listening, but, we would encourage but you. But what? But what's gonna be fun is for you to see that there is a connection mm-hmm. between Nike 
and the first. Revelation chapter two. Really, with the uh, with the first, first church, church, the Church of Ephesus. So yeah. um, hmm. we're Nikes, just in, and and that'll be kind of the fun thing. If and if somebody says, "Why are you wearing Nikes?" say, "Because I was told to on the podcast." Did you not listen to the podcast? That's right. Ooh. Oh, yeah. well, because they're I'm, weeding out the sheep from the goats. That's that's right. Yeah, so because <laughs> these are my church going shoes. That's yeah. why. <laughs> and I plan on I'm going to be wearing a pair of uh, Nikes myself. I'm going to have to go to Goodwill and see if I can find a used pair at least. <laughs> if you, what size do you wear? Tens. Yeah, I, I wear a ten and a half. I've got I've got a pair, couple pairs you might be able to use yeah, if you maybe. want. There you I go. wear like well, a five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess we're out of luck. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay full price. <laughs> Although I I will say I'll add this to to what you're saying, Ken. This is going to be a really special series, and people are going to want to come to all seven. Seven. Yeah. All seven. all seven. Is there something else going on that I need to know about? Well, we've got we have a little special something cooked up that you'll find out about. Yes, Ooh. since Revelation is a book of mysteries. Oh, mm-hmm. there may be mis- some some mystery mixed in. Sounds that very mysterious. It, that there might be some some code words. Code words. Uh, some things that yeah. if you are paying attention and you write them down, there may be. You know, a crown of victory. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds to me like sounds to me like Ken and Melanie have been locking the door to her office and having secret conversations and, and sessions about how we're going to be mysterious. Together. So it's going to be so much fun. So you, you really do want to be on your toes and paying attention on this one because excellent. Uh, you may have already, in fact, in our conversation, you may already have received a clue that you may not even be aware of. That's Whoa. true. That's so true. it's that's Whoa. might want to rewind. Yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come back to this code. later. Just see, oh, what, you know, see what's going on there. But yeah, no. So it's, uh, I am, like I said, super looking forward to it. And, and in a very serious way, this is, this is taking the text and really we're going to dig into it. I think that um, you know, unless you've already unless you've got an MDiv, I think you're going to learn some things. And even then I'm hoping yeah, that you, you may, may learn, learn some you things may learn anyway. some things anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's I have just had a blast researching this and there's just been things I've just like I did not know that. That is so if you just have an HK div, you are definitely going to learn. Yeah, if that's all you've got. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I sign me up because I'm going to learn something. That's awesome. That's so awesome. yeah, I feel like there's something else I was going to say, but who knows what it was. So. Yep. Anyway. Well, if you think about it, you know you've got a couple hours until I put the show notes. So check the show notes yep. for the Pathfinders, and uh, there'll be the link to their website, and also the link that if you feel like you'd like to oh. assist someone with any dollar amount in making their goal to go to the campery, you can do that there. And oh, now you got I, I, it. Oh, you I, got I thought okay, of it. I thought of it. I was what just going to say. I realized I said if you're coming to Whole Life, wear Nike shoes. But this just if you're not going to be at Whole Life, you're you know listening you to this. Still and, put them on in somewhere yeah. on a different continent. Just and you have a pair of Nike, just put them on, just in solidarity. Yeah, yeah send us a picture yeah. and text them and, to 407 965 Now, here's what I'd also say, though. What's that? If you don't own a pair of Nikes, please don't go buy them. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. No. Don't go. It's not. Don't do that. It's not It's not worth it. You could go to. Now Nike has just removed their endorsement. I'm not <laughs> trying to. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. I'm just saying if you already have a pair. Well, you could go to the shoe store and try a pair on and get your picture taken with them. And then send them in. <laughs> and that, you know, no one's going to know the difference. There you go. Right? There you okay. go. Yeah, so, I'm down anyway. with that. And maybe that's what I'll do. There we go. Get my picture taken with the cool new kicks. and uh, I'll bring the, you a pair of my old. And save the, uh, save the bread. Cool. All right, guys. As always, thank you for listening. And have a great week. 